Hi, and welcome to What You're Reading with your hosts, Colleen Kylie and Deb Boblin. We're... <laughs> what are we, Colleen? We're a podcast about books and more books. And hopefully, we're going to find you your next great read. We are. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Colleen. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. I've missed you. I've missed talking about books. I have, too. And I've read a bunch of books, and I... um. You know, I went through and I was trying to narrow it down, and which I finally did because, you know, we can't talk forever here. So what I have for you guys this week is a bestseller, mm. a YA novel, an unexpected surprise. Ooh. Yeah. And a recommendation from a past podcast. Whoa. Something you had read that you had talked about that I'd mean to read and I finally got around to it. And boy, girl, you didn't let me down. Oh, I like actually don't know what it is. This is really <laughs> exciting. Like we didn't, we don't talk about the books beforehand because we want to save all the good reactions for you. So that is very exciting. Okay, I like how you organized it. It's funny without meaning to. I picked three books and I wanted a range, and I just used a couple words to describe each. But I bring you a dystopian about royalty, a historical fiction novel with an advice column, and a um, nonfiction memoir. Oh, great. I yeah. can't wait to hear about them. So why don't you start us off? Okay. I am currently reading the third book in the selection series by Kira Case. I think you might be rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> no, I've never read them. I know they're very popular they're with the teenage girls. so popular. And they're, they're old now. They're from, the first one was 2012. And... For whatever reason, it just kept popping up in my classroom as, Miss Kylie, you have to read this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's do it. So I started book one. The way I start all series was my plan is I'm just going to read the first one. That's what I'm remembering. So uh -huh. when you're saying you're on book three, yes, this I, is I might have to like jump in here. I... I always just read the first because I I read a lot to be able to recommend to students, and if I can get them hooked on the first, I don't need to read the rest of them. They right. and whatever. And usually, I've just had enough of the world by then, and I don't need it to keep going. Like I have so many books I love. Students get invested in a series and they want to stay there, maybe because they have a hard time finding books they love, and so when they find what works, I'm gonna jump in there. No, yeah, no, because okay. I love series, and I don't have. I, when I find a book I like, I want it. I want it to continue. I'm invested. I just want to see what's going on in that world. I want to keep going. Interesting. And often, uh, I'll pick a book. I like large books because yes. if I like it, I don't want it to end. It's, yeah. I, well, yeah. That is. You're right. Lots of people who love reading and find books easily love series. And for whatever reason, with the exception of a few series, I. I'm discontent with the first most of the time. Really? But I got to the end of this book and I like swore out loud. <laughs> I was like, and now I have to keep going. Because the last one, it's a total cliffhanger and you, you have to keep going. And they're just, okay, so if you don't know the series, this is, um, I describe, no, actually, well, I described it as like The Bachelor, but then I saw somewhere else it's described as a combination of The Bachelor and The Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never watched The Bachelor. I've watched The Hunger Games and I've read The Hunger oh Games. Oh my God. It's a dystopian world. So we're in a future America where um, it's now a monarchy and a there's a king and a queen and the prince has come of age and he is ready for a wife and the way they 
select a wife for him is they select 35 women from the country um, and there's eight castes in this new America so it's a caste system and so the women come from all different castes like five and up or something um, and from there he's going to narrow it down to one and so the main character is this girl who gets selected um, to be in the selection and she doesn't want to to go. She's not interested in him. She's in love with someone else. Ooh. And so it's a romance, but I thought, without giving too much away, I thought at the end of the first book, like, the selection would be over and he'd have chosen someone, and that the rest of the series would, like, keep going with the world, but, like, that part would just be the first book, but no. <laughs> I'm at, almost at the end <laughs> of the third one. And you still don't know who's going to choose. No. Ooh. So that part is fun. And, I, like, full dishonesty, there are some moments I'm reading and I, like, laugh out loud, not because it's meant to be funny, but, like, it's just a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use the word ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's a little ridiculous sometimes, um, but it's just been really fun. And um, now, like, later in this series, it's getting into she's starting to understand that this world they live, well, she's always known, but is not is not this perfect thing that the monarchy makes it appear to be. So that's like your some classical tropes in obviously dystopian literature is the they think they live in this well organized world and you know they realize that there's much wrong with it. Now she's getting involved in trying to fix things. So this is YA. It is. This yep. is YA. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And geared I'm I don't mean to be sexist here, but geared more toward the female reader? I think so. I mean it's a female protagonist and it's a romance and so like I'm just going off for the cover I know the, what oh, the yeah. covers look like where the girls are like in, in oh yeah they're in these um, ball gowns ball gowns yeah right. exactly yeah it, it so looks, definitely I didn't realize it was dystopian at all I didn't know that just from looking at the covers I didn't never... either until I started reading it yeah very interesting and yeah. the series again is the the selection the selection series yes so it's just been fun. It's been one of those moments where I was like, I just want to stay in this world because it's so light and fun and I want to know what happens. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Okay. Um, so the bestseller that I read yes. is The Maid by Nita Prose. I've been wondering about this one. Um, you know, they compare it to Eleanor Oliphant, which mm -hmm. is a book I think we both read and I think we both enjoyed very much. Yes. Um, I loved Eleanor Oliphant. I like The Maid very much, but I don't think it's a true comparison. I didn't know it was being compared to Eleanor. Yeah, it has been compared. Hmm. Um, so, The Maid. It's an edgy murder mystery with an, really an unforgettable um, heroine. Uh, and after I, I wrote this description, I realized that murder the murder part is really an aside, but it's a way of introducing Molly the maid and telling the story and I call her Molly the maid because that's what she calls herself and she's very proud of that and um, she likes everything a certain way and that's how she copes with the world um, she has a hard time interpreting what's going on around her and her grandmother who brought her up always did that for her but her grand has died so now she's really flying solo um, I believe the term now is neurodivergent she never says that she's on the spectrum she doesn't describe herself that way but as a reader I you kind of get that um, she's very quirky she's very funny she's very self-aware of her differences and has all these great coping mechanisms. But so we get, she gets embroiled in this murder where she's a lead suspect and she has to figure this out and she gets help from some 
friends that she didn't even realize that she had. And she gets taken in by some people because that is part of the whole um, scenario that she takes people at face level and doesn't often mm. look beyond that. Um, so it really turns out to be a very cute story, a nice read. Um, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I like Molly the Maid. She's no Eleanor. Okay. Yeah. Well said. All right. All right. So, I mean, how much was it a murder mystery and how much of it was, like, this character's life and world? I guess 50-50. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the murder mystery is definitely there, but I know a lot of people don't read murder mysteries, and I wouldn't want them to think, oh, this is strictly murder mystery. Okay. It's more of an Agatha Christie type. So it's okay. a little more fun. Yeah. Seems like it's maybe blending some genres, which I feel like I'm seeing more and more. Yes. Of. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Good way of putting it. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I, I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a fun book. Is it have anything to do with the TV show on Netflix? No. No. Okay. No. Great. I thought they were. No. The no. same. And The Maid on Netflix is an excellent show if you haven't because seen it. Because when you just started describing the book, I was like, that doesn't no. sound no. like. Nothing. No. <laughs> Molly the Maid works in a boutique hotel. She's very proud that she, I think, okay. cleans 21 rooms. She likes everything in a Got certain it. way. Got it. Makes her a perfect maid because she loves to clean and she wants yeah. things neat and orderly. That's how she lives her life. Got it. Yes. All right. I'll be honest, I'm not going to run out to pick it up. Sounds like you're, like, a little lukewarm on it. Um, no, I, I would recommend it. Um, I pro Like I said, it's not on the top of my list, but yeah. it, it's a good read. It's cool. a good read. That's fun to hear about. Yeah. And now I know that it's not about something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. Up next, I have The Downstairs Girl by Stacey Lee. This is a historical fiction novel. Um, where do I begin? This, let me give you the context. It's 1870s Atlanta, Georgia. So we're like almost 10 years after the American Civil War. Um, and... So what I didn't know, but this is explained in the, the author's note in the back, which is really fascinating, is that um, during Reconstruction, many Chinese people were shipped to the South to replace the field workers on plantations. Um, but they, Chinese people, were not putting up with these conditions and fled the plantations to cities. And so in this book, the main character, Joe, doesn't know uh, who her parents are. She's been raised by this man who's a grandfatherly figure, but she has no knowledge of her of her family background. Um, and early in her life, she also had all these, what she called uncles that lived with her, and they no longer live with her. But these uncles and this grandfather figure um, in this fictional, these are fictional characters, but they are, like those men who fled plantations and came to the city. So now she's in Atlanta, um, and the plot is that she works for a wealthy family as a maid, speaking of maids, um, but at night she writes an advice column for a newspaper, and um, but she has to keep her identity hidden as a Chinese woman. Uh, she would not be allowed to do this. Everyone assumes she's white, and through the advice column she's um, pushing against societal norms about gender and race. And so there's that. And I think what I loved about that part of the story was just the secrecy of it and kind of this underground world. She also like literally lives underground. And I just found that her whole like living situation fascinating. I was like, how does someone live like this for years? And um, so that was kind of cool. And 
And you'll understand that more if you read it, like why they live underground. I have read it. Yes. And I love this book. I, and I, you can jump in at any time where I'm like not explaining things well. I feel like there's a lot of things going on. There's this other piece where like she she gets wrapped up in a lot of secrets in general. Yes. And so she gets involved with this criminal in Atlanta and it beca- it's dicey. So there's that aspect of it, which is kind of suspense and almost and has action to it. Um, and then there's the piece of her family history and that secret. And so these all these forces are coming together in I just thought it was brilliant. I really, really liked this book. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much, and I really liked learning. Um, I didn't realize the discrimination against the Chinese back then and that they were considered lower than the blacks, if I remember correctly. Like, it was, you know. Yeah, all, it was, yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I felt like it brought in societal issues. It yes. brought in some like action, mystery stuff, um, the advice column thing. Oh, I just, love the it. It was just cool. Thing. Yes. Yeah. So I just I loved it. I highly recommend it. I know this author has a handful of other books, so that's yeah. fun. All right. So that's t- two thumbs up for yeah. the downstairs downstairs girl. girl. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the author on that? Stacy Lee. Stacy Lee. Very good. Yes. I. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so for my um, unexpected surprise, hadn't heard of this book. It came up, um, I belong to a couple of different things. Uh, I think this came up on BookBub, which is a way of purchasing books. They they showcase, I don't know, a dozen books each uh, week at a discounted price. And it was April break and I just wanted a few things on my Kindle to read and it was cheap so I bought it knowing nothing about it I just thought it looked amusing yeah what a lovely surprise it's called The Gunkle um, and it's by Stephen Rowley and I had I that was another reason I had picked it was because he has written Lily and the Octopus which I had read a few years ago which I liked very much and so when I saw it was by him I thought oh all right I like this author I'm gonna give him a try well Gunkle stands for gay uncle and Patrick is this um, TV star who has become a recluse, but through tragedy, his brother's uh, wife dies, and he needs to take care of the children for the summer. Um, so we've got we've got a little bit of tragedy. We've got uh, that going on, but this story made me laugh out loud and cry. Just and when I say cry, it was because. As he helps the children process the loss of their mother, he processes a loss of his own. And um, it's just so tender-hearted, but funny at the same time. Like, not many authors can do that, I don't think. So it's heartwarming. Um, it, it, you know, you'd be laughing out loud, and then the following sentence would really, you, you'd be followed by profound feelings um, and insight. You know, it, it was just incredible. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I picked a quote that someone else had, had said about it. It was, uh, we'll take your heart by storm. Aw. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's maybe some people would consider a summer read, but it's a wonderful read. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. So The Gunkle, and it is by Stephen Rowley. He also wrote Lily and the Octopus, which I would recommend. And The Editor, which I haven't read, but I'm going to put it on my list. 
And there's something for reading a book that um, hasn't been hyped up. I agree. Like it hasn't been all, you know, everyone's reading it or it's all over Bookstagram and you know, there's like a lot of hype around it and you just have zero expectations and maybe a lot, yeah. Yeah, I think that was part of it, but. That's fun. Even so, now that I've talked it up, I still say go out and read it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. All right. My uh, third book is a much heavier topic. So my uh, just trigger warning here is that this is a true story about a rape victim. So if you're not in a place to hear about that right now, you can skip ahead. But um, Know My Name by Chanel Miller is the story of the Stamford rape victim from 2015. Um, the perpetrator was Brock Turner. So you may or may not have heard this story, but um, she was raped on Stanford campus. She was not a Stanford student. Um, the trial went on for years and she was known as Emily Doe. So her identity was hidden for her protection. Um, but after years of this trial, she um, came out with her memoir and her name and just said, you know, just this is me and this is my name and this is what happened to me. Um, and what I, I think, was most struck by was the hardest parts to read in this book were the um, court scenes. They were made me so angry and sick to my stomach the way she was treated. Brutal. 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 That she, essentially putting her on trial. That's what I, you hear and read, that that happens. And All the time. And I think, I guess, and I've heard that before. But I guess I always thought it was a little bit dramatized, but you're telling us Reading not. it, you know, like in her first person account, I... I would, you know, I really was sick to my stomach, oh. you know, questioning why she would wear a tight fitting dress, why she drank so much, why she didn't eat more dinner before she went to the party, you know, essentially blaming her for what happened, um, questioning why she was so calm afterwards in front of police. Like if you, if this was really something you didn't want, you'd be more upset. Um, you know, it just, and just for how long it went on and the loopholes that, they were able to find to lessen, you know, his sentencing. It was, yeah, it's just a lot. Have you read Missoula? I have not. Same, yeah. same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Missoula by John Krakauer, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Same idea, same premise, and that's how I did know how these rape victims get treated. treated. And it, yeah. it really is horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. She she's, was writing this book a healing process for her. Um, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, and she wrote a victim statement, an impact statement, um, and that went viral and got a lot of attention. Um, and that's in the back of the book, and that's really powerful to read. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's the you know, she did a lot of therapy, a lot of, a lot of work, but um, oh, you know, I don't well, know. Those are scars you carry for life. Yes. Yep. But, you know, she does talk about the importance of writing. Um, and how that is helpful for her. And and like the title says, like, you know, I've been Emily Doe, I've been this secret, but I'm not going to, like... Know my name. Know my name. Yeah. Know who She's I a am person. and I'm what a happened. person and this is what happened. And, and naming him over and over. Everyone else in the book she um, gives other names to for their identity. Um, but she's like, but I'm not going to do that with him, by the way. It's like, he's had enough protection. So. Okay. I I will read that. Yeah. Because I do. think it's something that's important. Yeah. And and should be read. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So Thank know you. my name by... By Chanel Miller. Chanel Miller. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'll get add that. I'll add that to our, our uh, Perfect. here at the library. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, I also have a copy if you or anyone else is interested before you get your Thank own. You. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, my last recommendation is um, a YA, Firekeeper's Daughter. Oh, yeah. Have you read that? Mm -hmm. Okay, dying to know what you thought of it. You go first, of course. Okay. Well, um, I found it very interesting because uh, the whole Native American, I learned so much, and and I, thought, I found the story fairly intriguing. I thought there was some holes here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but I would recommend this book for people to read. Yeah. Um, I think it's, a, it, it's an important book because it does shed light on the Native Americans and some of their struggles. And, you know, it deals with drug addiction, which is not just a Native American problem. We know that it's widespread and what it does to a community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important message, message to get out there. Um, so... You know, um, what else? I had some notes on it, but I don't I guess well, I didn't know, bring them while you, in. While you look for that, you know what, like, was I found maybe this is another back to the genre blending, like how this was like a contemporary lifestyle isn't the right word but like understanding what it, what life is like for contemporary Native American um, but it was also a mystery yes um, yes a murder mystery really, kind right. of but yeah 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 because it also had some really intense action-packed scenes yes um, yeah yeah so she goes undercover and works for the FBI yeah. and trying to understand this like new drug that's been circulating in the Native American community right yeah right. Uh, specifically um, we're in, we're in Michigan, right? Right. We're right up on the Canadian border. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's the, oh, ooh, I'm going to say the, it wrong. The, oh, we, oh, well, you know what, folks? I'm really sorry. I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't either. That's yep. why I wasn't even going to attempt it. I just wanted to be honest and <laughs> upfront about it. The tribal name I was looking for was Ojibwe. So this book is getting a lot of press, has gotten a lot of press, yep. um, and a lot of recognition, and I think it should because it's, it, it is an important, an important book that, and it's written by a Native American writer, which again lends credence to the whole story. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. And her story is interesting because this is her first novel, but she, she works works or worked in um, the Department of Education, right? Um, yeah, so I don't know. She's a cool perspective, <laughs> like a bit, like a whole career before writing, which is interesting. I think. Yes. So I absolutely. liked it too. I oh, liked good. it too. Yeah. Are you recommending it to your students? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I found it a, like a tad long. I did too. There yeah, was, like, like I said, bits and pieces could have been edited editing. out. Yes. Extra editing. But don't but stop that from letting no, from I think having it's a good you read story. it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm dying to know. What book I recommended that you read? Oh, Starfish by Lisa Phil. Oh yes! Yay. Oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. I but oh, I just yeah. I had such feelings of rage for this poor girl's. When I say poor girl, this girl's mother. Whew. Okay, well I had just a lot of rage for other at other kids, but I had more rage for the mother. Okay, moms should know better. Well, yeah good point you do not do that to your child um we've talked colleen did a wonderful podcast where we talked about starfish um so i don't need to go into it but the story is a, a child who's overweight mm -hmm. and her mother tries to control her life she's and she's bullied and she's teased 
and God bless her, she is a wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful, strong young woman. And no body shaming people, no body shaming. I, I probably said this on the last podcast, but I don't even remember talking about it, so I'll just say it again. Some of the things that were said to her by people at school, I think that's why it's this stuck with me, is like, oh, the kids don't really say those kinds oh, of yes, things. Oh, yes, they do. In the author's note at the end, it was like, these were all things that were actually said to me, the author, at some point. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. Right. Like, right. I know I was in middle school at one point, but holy crap, I didn't think people could be that mean. mean. Vicious. Yeah, horrendous, oh, really. Oh, my God. Yeah, but boy, she... She comes out on the other side of that. Holy, Accepting. Holy Love it. Yeah. Wow. Recommending it to everyone. What a range so of thank you. books. I have, oh, you're welcome, to bring up one more book. Please. That popped into my head. I don't know why I didn't think of this to talk about originally. When you were talking about the Firekeeper's Daughter um, and the, the drug addiction. Yes. I just read Empire of Pain. And I'm going to forget the author right now. Keith, maybe is the last name. Um, it is nonfiction about um, about the Sackler family, which they they own Purdue Pharma and basically <laughs> basically invented Oxycontin and um, for years have like evaded any um, responsibility. I'm sorry, folks. There's feelings of rage going through my body right now. Yeah. So this is a work of investigative journalism, like deep into this family, starting three generations back um, and it goes it, it reads just like you're just living someone's life but you get this insight into this family and um, who they were and how they went from poverty to one of the richest families in the country um, and how they feel like they have done nothing wrong in the way that they've marketed this drug and how um, and some people believe that they hold a lot of responsibility for the opioid crisis in this country um, the book was in so, some ways so specific in terms of like this little thing I wouldn't have thought to pick up a book about, but it's also not this little thing at all. It's like such a huge thing, right? In our oh, country. Huge. And I don't know, it was just so narrow and so broad at the same time. I don't know, I just, it was amazing. What was the name of the book again? The um, no, Empire of Pain. Empire of Pain. Empire of Pain. So that just tied in to that, that topic of we hear all these stories about opioid abuse and overdoses and deaths. Um, and not until recently are we talking about like, gosh, why, how are these drugs getting in people's hands? Right. Why so. were they so readily available? Why are there so many addictions going yeah. on? Why is it happening? Yeah. And, and I mean, it was... There's a whole scheme of how it was marketed. Yeah. Yep. And, um, whew. Yeah. This, this went dark. It did go dark. It did go dark. But that happens because this is life and we read books to learn. Mm-hmm. We read books for escape. We read books for so many different reasons. So that's why we have a wide range that we're recommending. Yes. Okay? Um, and I love that we don't pigeonhole ourselves into any one genre. We're all over the place between Colleen and I. So to wrap up what I am recommending this podcast was The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley was my unexpected surprise. Tender story about life, death, family, and love. Absolutely, absolutely recommend it. I also read The Maid by Nita Prose, our edgy murder mystery with an unforgettable heroine. 
Also, our YA, my YA was Firekeeper's Daughter. I think an important book to read. Interesting, nice read. Uh, nice, probably not the right word, but an interesting read. And it will keep. It will keep. It's a bit of a page turner. Yeah, they, no, it, there is the it, mystery part of it. Definitely the mystery keeps. part definitely keeps you going. And then, um, if you haven't read Starfish, everybody should. Yeah, and it's super fast. It's in verse. Oh yeah, super fast. And it's short. All right, and so I am recommending the entire selection series, the uh, trilogy by Kira Cass, um, dystopian royalty, etc. Uh, the Downstairs Girl by Stacey Lee, 1870s Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, know My Name by Chanel Miller is a memoir. And The Empire of Pain, investigative journalism. Okay, so I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. And... We'll be back with more recommendations. Thanks. Thanks. Happy reading.